she's given us such a rich image as her new album comes to a close. It's the image of a lighthouse, not just any lighthouse, but one that circles round and round in the place she calls home. The song is by one in a long line of singer-songwriters in her family, and it celebrates the beams of the queen, beams of light like embracing arms, welcoming seafarers ashore, welcoming each of us, in a larger sense, safely home. And I rise with the sun And my sweat beats before my breakfast has begun Of course, the song doesn't close the album. It's an open-ended image. The lighthouse, with its strong, steady light, always on, penetrating the darkness, piercing the fog, like songs can do, and the creative artists who sing them. The beams of the queen. And we can circle back to the album's start with a burst of light. More beams of light. Kate Taylor draws us in right away with a celebration of light and life in a song we love about sunshine, sunny days, and being in love. The personal and the natural reflect each other here, and the song lifts our spirits. It's hard to resist. It's as if Kate is inviting us to walk with her on a lovely day, along the beach perhaps, the sand burning our toes, and maybe we'll just wind up sitting down at the table on her porch in the painting she's done, that we find brightening the album cover. It's the porch of her longtime home on Martha's Vineyard, and how fine that the round table is set with a pair of warm and welcoming candles. They're lit and inviting us to the intimacy of Kate's circle of friends. And in that light, circles and friends, Kate will tell us soon that this album, titled Why Wait, is the result of circling back and connecting with her old friend, Peter Asher, whom she worked with on her first album, Sister Kate. Asher was the producer then, and he joined in on vocals. Brother James was on hand with his guitar, and she included two of his songs and one by Brother Livingston back then in the early 70s. It's 50 years later now, and we have this new album, Why Wait? Happily, Kate said yes when George Graham invited her to perform live here at the WVIA studios in a homegrown music broadcast concert to share some of these special songs with us. Just before the sound check, Kate sat down at the art scene table to talk about her life and music and her painting, 
and she was beaming. We're on radio, and our listeners can't see the feast for the eyes that's your concert attire as you get ready to perform here. One of the layers is an oh-so-colorful top that's actually a map of the world, isn't it? Yes, that's uh, right. It's a map. And, and that's just right as we get underway. The thing that occurs to me is place, the sense of place, that that's so important to you, whether it be Martha's Vineyard or... Yeah. the Carolinas, or yeah. wherever you plant your feet, make your music. <laughs> what would you say about the impulse to either paint or to make music rooted in a place? Well, I think that's a fascinating and wonderful way to think about it, because I guess I have always felt at home on Martha's Vineyard, where, where I live now. and have, But we would, grew up in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, which I love also. North Carolina is a wonderful place to be raised up, and Chapel Hill was especially fertile ground, uh, musically and intellectually, and well, it, was a, it was a great oasis and uh, a beautiful place for us. And so, but we would come up to Martha's Vineyard in New England in the summer because my mother's people were from Newburyport and Massachusetts. So we'd come up and see them, and then we 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 settled down on Martha's Vineyard for the summers. And I think it's where we all felt um, lighthearted and carefree. And it was, a, you know, and especially in those early days, it was everybody knew everyone and, you know, it was very comfortable. And it still feels that way, of course, I, now that I've been there since moved in now down there uh, year-round in, in 69. So that's forever. <laughs> so that's pretty much forever. I am still a wash ashore, they call us, but uh, but my children, I have two daughters and a stepdaughter, and they were all raised up on the vineyard. And, uh, you know, there's just so many, so many beautiful places and uh, wonderful people and a great community. What about being surrounded? What about being on an island? Is that special? Well, I, it is very special, and I love it, and I love, I feel... When I need to be grounded and when I need to feel balanced, I can look at the horizon and it's that flat, you know, line. And it really does, is a comfort. And uh, I think, I mean, I, I really like living on the island. I know that there are some people that, that it's not comfortable for them. You know, they, they had the idea of having to catch a ferry and and uh, and they they feel trapped. And I, and I, I guess I understand that, but I... You know, for me, it's it's like magical, you know, when you get on that boat and something changes. And there is that time. It's not a long, terribly yeah. long trip, right? That little bit of time where you are totally in suspension and from, from all the, the worries of the day. You know, and you're driving along and your eyes are having to take in so much stuff and be very busy. And then you get on the boat and it's you can just chill. And what about <laughs> then the space, place, uh, magic for creativity, because you're not just a musician and a songwriter that I'm holding in my hand, your new <laughs> album, but you're a painter too. What about the fact that it's a place of many faces, of beauty? Does that spaciousness of the horizon give you a certain sense of possibility? Well, you know, I hadn't really thought about that, but maybe so. Um, the, the places to paint are, you know, endless, and <laughs> as my mother said, paint what you love, you know. So I thought that was very good advice. So, you know, I, I try to find places that I especially love and paint them. And I had uh, I had not done any painting. I had not been a painter. I'd worked with shell and, and made little scenes with shells and stones that you know that you can wear. And 
so for years I had done that, but I had not taken you know paintbrush to a canvas. And a friend of one of my brothers came to visit, and she invited me out to um, to paint. She was a landscape artist, or is a landscape artist, and I, I said, "There's just no way, I'm not going to do that." And I know, and she said, "Oh, you must just just give it a try." I said, "No," she said. I'll set you up with the canvas and the paint and just come out, no problem. You know, the one, no worries. Not, you don't have to show anybody what you did, you know. So, then, so I all right. But went out, and it was so much fun. It was so nice to be outside uh, doing something and having it end up be a painting. <laughs> so cool. And, you know, my mother, like you say, she like we were talking about before, she was a fiber artist. She was an artist, and uh, but one of her main ways of showing her creativity was through her fiber arts. And she would take, she would knit uh, a, a scene, you know, she would look out over her meadow and the ocean and she would knit the colors in into, into her pieces and uh, beautiful. So, you know, you do get inspiration, I guess, from, from where you live. And uh, that's a, that place is fertile ground. But there are a lot of artists on the island. And you're talking about colors, and those terms are transferable to music, the color of the the tone of the tune or the sound. Mm. What about telling stories in songs, too? Does that arise from the soil? Martha's Vineyard has, oh, the indigenous Wapanog tribe and and the clay on the cliffs and so forth. Yeah, it is fertile ground, no question about it. There's a lot of storytelling to do from the island, the, the stories on the island, and they're worth telling, so... So, yeah, I do find myself relying a lot on, on island stories for the songs that, that come through me, and uh, it's, good. it's cool. That's a wonderful phrase because I think people who are really creative have that sense of coming through. It's not, I'm the creator, of, <laughs> but you listen, don't you? You have to listen. Yeah, yeah, I think, I, 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 I think so, and sometimes it knocks you over the head, but it's there, <laughs> but it's there and I am. Um, I think, you know, when you listen to it, it's like any kind of art, you know, everybody, you, you hand somebody the same octave full of notes and the same instrument, and they're going to tell, they're going to tell the song and, you know, just do the song in a, in a completely different way. And it's like, um, it's like painting. If you, you've got the same colors in the, in the same uh, material that you're painting on, and, and it, everybody's got their own, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like everybody's their own harp. And the music just kind of, you know, it all just comes through, like how through the through the harp of that particular person. Yeah. What an image is that? Like the Aeolian harp, right? The, yeah. You're here to play for us, which is wonderful, yes. and I hope we're going to hear some of so, these new pieces. At what point did you have some songs here and some songs here, and say, "Well, it's time to get my arms around them"? Or how did that? How did Why Wait happen? Well, yeah. on the very first album I made was released in 1971, and it was produced by Peter Asher, who was then the manager and producer of my brother James. And he produced this record for me and was my was my manager. That record was called Sister Kate. And then I uh, uh, I toured on that record, and then I, I, I went back home, and I my next record was a few years later, and brother James produced it. And I then I did a record in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and... Uh, created a couple of records that I put out myself, but I always had hoped that someday I'd get to work with Peter again because he, you know, I watched from afar as he made these incredible iconic albums and 
and won all these Grammys and, you know, and, and was really a family friend because he's worked with James for about 20 years. But but I had not had a chance to work with him. And then it just so happened that our our orbits, you know, kind of uh, intermeshed because I don't know how it happened, but, you know, about six or eight years ago, we, we you know, met up. We started to do some shows together. I sat in with him at shows and I worked with some of his musicians and, you know, we kind of came back together. And then the you know, COVID happened and um, we realized that it was coming up on the 50th anniversary of Sister Kate. And Peter was, you know, sidelined. He couldn't tour because of COVID. And I went up to Los Angeles and turns out that a large number of the folks who played on my first record were home also and sidelined off the road. And they played on this you know, my new record, which, which is called Why Wait? So anyway, that's kind of how it sort of came to be. And so the songs, Peter and I sat down and were thinking about different tunes. And it turns out that he brought, there are 14 songs on the CD, and he suggested seven of them, and I brought seven of them. Is there one that you could point to that says, this one really is rooted in the the oh. ground of Martha's Vineyard? Or oh, are the ground of Martha's Vineyard. Um I don't know. There's the Beams of the Queen. I would say my nephew, Isaac, was a wonderful musician, and he wrote a song about the gay headlight. The lighthouse at Aquina. Yeah, and so uh, he lives right at the foot of the lighthouse, very close to it. He wrote a song. He wrote a song about it called Beams of the Queen. And I did that, did that recording of that with my friends who are, we call ourselves the ukuleles. And we play the ukulele, so we're all playing that song together on the album. And that's part of the friendship, the community, and family for you all. And look here. Pull out your wrist. Yes. Look at that. Your wrist is circled with lovely shells. Don't you love to go along the beach and pick up up the the shells? shells. Yeah. Well, my my, uh, late husband, Charlie Witham, was a uh, student of Native American art and uh, culture, and, and we would go to museums and uh, see the artifacts there. And uh, he had seen a wampum beads in the Peabody Museum in, in Cambridge, and then it also at the uh, Hay Foundation in New York. And he realized that these beads were made from the shell that grew around the, in the waters of Martha's Vineyard. So we read up on how they, the traditions of them, which was just deep, and phenomenal, and uh, and how they were made in the old days, and then we sort of adapted the techniques, and and uh, we revived the craft. I mean, nobody had been making them for a hundred years, so we made these beads. We made our first tubular bead in uh, January of 1975. So then we didn't realize what it was going to turn into this bit of a cottage industry, because it turns out other people we liked wanted to have the beads. There were others who wanted us you know, wanted to have someone wanted us to make them, but we did. Again, your tie to that place. That place, yeah. And the photo of you and your guitar on the cover, this is that special place? Yes, that is Is that that on your home or where your home? This is where I stayed for for the last 20 years or so, yeah, Madame Chapont, and it's a beautiful spot. And this is a little painting I did of the porch looking at the pond from the house I, I lived in. No, it's, you know, I've been a very lucky girl. I've been able to stay in some exquisite spots. Here's a, here's a, on this picture on this on the inside. That's a braided rug on the, that my grandmother, my mother's mother made. 
that braided rug there, and there's another one. She she hooked rugs and uh, and made braided rugs that she put all over. You know, her house was just uh, floors covered with her handiwork. So it's generational. Yeah, yeah. And the music in your family, do you look at it as, even though you have your own voice and your brothers have their own voice and Isaac has his own voice and that sort of thing, is there something like a Taylor choir <laughs> in the... The larger sphere, whatever it is, the mystical sphere yes, that is. Yes, I think there must be something. We were all drawn together for some reason. Yeah. And uh, and we've, we've had a chance. When we were kids, we sang together, you know, some. And, you know, over the years, we've, we've had opportunities to sing together a little bit. And it really, there's something special about it. It sounds good. You're building a house. Are you someone who's going to have a ceremony or a ritual once it's ready to go? Is that something that you think what? about? Or are you just going to have like this painting of the porch where you're going to have your friends come over? And- <laughs> well, I would like to. I was thinking, you know, after all packing up all the stuff that I had and putting it into storage, I was thinking maybe instead of moving all this stuff into the new house, perhaps I would have a housewarming and put most of my stuff in the yard and just ask people, please take Take something, because, um, you know, we'll see, though. We'll see, though. You know, you collect stuff. You collect it because you love it. But uh, you also, it's, it's nice to be able to see that it can go somewhere where people will appreciate it. Well, the color of my fingertips is gray. Much loved singer-songwriter Kate Taylor speaking with us on the occasion of her performance here at WVIA as part of the Homegrown Music Concert Series presented by George Graham. And she took time before the sound check to sit down with us and talk with us about her music and this new album. And the new album is titled Why Wait? Why Wait? And it's on Red House Records. And you can check that out at redhouserecords.com, redhouserecords.com. And you can check her own website, and that's katetaylor.com, katetaylor.com. The album is Why Wait? Exclamation point. And it's graced by a bright and brilliantly covered painting that she's done of her back porch, the home she's moving from to her new house, soon to be built. And it is redhouserecords.com or katetaylor.com. And this is the Ode to the Lighthouse in Aquina, the Gay Head Lighthouse. And her nephew, Isaac, is the songwriter.
Beams of the Queen by Isaac Taylor. Kate Taylor there, joined by her friends the Ukuladies and Jeff Allen Ross, accordion percussion, Peter Asher, bass Leland Sklar, and drums Russ Kunkel. Friends all, and that's the closing tune of her new release, Why Wait? And you can find it on redhouserecords.com, that website, or lots more about Kate at Kate Taylor dot com.